0: Uh, 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 uh no okay all clear one more
1: I'm standing at the edge of an incredibly unusual pond Bob Ramirez is crouched next to me on the bank checking a small wire trap into the water so those are to catch crayfish
0: These are my crayfish traps I keep them baited
1: Bob is actually trying to remove the crayfish they're an invasive species and a threat to the native species that live in this pond, like the arroyo chub, a small fish that lives in the coastal streams of Southern California.
0: You can see them kind of, they'll flit around there. Yeah, I see them over there. They're, oh, yeah, they're yeah. A
1: little, um, Lumina, watercress, harlequin beetles, cooper's hawks, even a rogue coyote, all of them live here in this two-acre area.
0: Some of this stuff is not left for probably thousands of years. Somehow it survived.
1: Survived is accurate. Because this small oasis, it's in the middle of L.A. County, in Santa Monica, literally blocks away from the 405 freeway, tucked between a school and an apartment building. And at the epicenter of this unlikely nature refuge is a freshwater spring, bubbling up from the earth, just like it did when Bob Ramirez's ancestors lived here, a long, long time before the city of Los Angeles.
0: And this little two-acre piece of land is probably the only place in all of L.A. County that has been somewhat protected that was Tongva Land.
1: I'm Sarah Wyman, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. 8,000 years ago, this land's first inhabitants built a village around the spring. And today, their descendants are still here, working to protect this sacred site. We visit the Karuvagna Springs after this. There's one. Oh, two. two.
0: What do you do with crayfish?
1: That was my next question.
0: Because of the presence of the natural springs, people and animals have been living here for thousands and thousands of years.
1: Bob Ramirez is the president of the Gabrieleno Tangma Springs Foundation. He's also a bit of a plant encyclopedia.
0: These are all local natives. This is a white sage from a mother plant at UCLA. He
1: plucks a leaf from the sage and hands it to me. I'm collecting a bouquet of herbs in my hand. Black sage, laurel sumac, California Bay.
0: Too bad you can't record the smell.
1: Smell this. Oh, that smells like peanut butter. Yeah, very good. (laughs) The garden takes up most of the two-acre plot. It's not just herbs. There are bananas, watermelons, avocado trees. And all of these plants are watered by the spring. At least 25,000 gallons of fresh water flow out of the ground here every day. The water is captured in two concrete ponds shaped like a figure eight or the infinity sign. Some of it is used to water the plants. But the rest flows underground again through a sewer drain and into the Pacific Ocean. Oh, and there's that. Oh, class is over. There's a high school on the other side of the fence. Technically, this land is owned by the L.A. Board of Education. But for now, imagine away the school, the busy intersection on the corner, the trash trucks. Imagine away all of L.A. County. It's 8,000 years ago. We're standing in a freshwater marsh. The earth under our feet is a little bit soggy. There's watercress and lumina growing on the surface of the water. And behind us, there's a key. K-I-Z-H, a hut built out of reeds. We are in the middle of a village.
0: The, the oral history says that the Tongva have always been here and that we came from uh, the navel, which was um, near Long Beach. It's uh, Puvunga. Puvunga is the ancestral home. This is where Chingishinish came, out of the, came down and taught us laws.
1: The sprawling native civilization was called Tovangar, which means the world, and it spanned what is now Los Angeles County, from the San Bernardino Mountains, out to the sea, and the Southern Channel Islands. Today, we call the people who lived in this culture the Tongva, but they would not have used that term back then.
0: They didn't call themselves Tongva because uh, they would call themselves by the name of the village. There were at least 50 different villages Kuruvungna is where we are together in
1: the sun. That's where Bob and I are currently standing, in the village of Kuruvungna, in the sun. Because, by the way, it is a gorgeous day. Kuruvungna was likely built here because of the spring. There's a fault, a fracture in the earth, that runs right under where we're standing, leaving enough space for precious fresh water to bubble up.
0: And I wanna show you the actual spring. Okay. i keep this. i make a little, uh, little cover to keep the leaves and the creatures from falling in. But if you let the water settle down a little bit, when, it, when it, uh, the ripples cease and the spring, you can see in the bottom there, it's about three or four feet below the level that we're sanding on. The water is bubbling up through the sand. It's boiling through the sand. And uh, see right there at the base of that Volsneria, that aquatic plant there, you can can actually witness the aquifer emerging, the gift of this water coming up out of the earth.
1: Oh wow, I see it.
0: Some people get emotional when they see this. I had a, a hydrologist from the USGS almost break into tears. He'd never seen this effect of the water bubbling up out of the ground. a school again.
1: The first conquistadors showed up in California in the 1540s.
0: And so the Spanish were the first colonizer settlers. Their policy was not to exterminate the Indian because the law of the Indies taught them that these Indians had souls and they had to be protected, they had to be turned into Christians. You can't make them into slaves. Of course, this was coming from the Vatican thousands of miles away. The soldiers on the ground had a different take.
1: The people of Tovangar were enslaved, forced to convert, and forced to build the Spanish missions. The villagers from Kuruvugna built the San Gabriel Mission, which is why their tribe is called the Gabrieleño Tongva Indian Tribe.
0: We're all... Gabrielenos, meaning we, our ancestors, passed through the San Gabriel Mission. My great grandmother, her name is Carolina Yorba, she's buried in the mission cemetery next to my grandfather, Esteban Ramirez, Adolfo Esteban Ramirez, and they were they were uh, Gabrieleno.
1: You probably know the story of what happened next. Across the entire continent, 90%. Of the native population died of disease brought over by the Spanish. Those who survived were forced to relocate or assimilate.
0: So there was a lot of uh, a lot of horror, a lot of abuse, a lot of destruction, and yet nothing nothing as terrible as what happened when the Americans came.
1: California became a state in 1850. Federal authorities condoned what has since been acknowledged as a mass genocide. More than 16,000 Native Americans in the state were murdered. And then there were centuries of broken promises and treaties. Eventually, the settlers in this area built their own city around the Curvugna Springs. The Spanish priests had called this water source Las Lagrimas de Santa Monica, the Tears of St. Monica, which is how the city got its name. It's long, too.
0: Well, these kids, you know, they're slow, I guess. I don't know, man. It's a whole other culture. Beyond that fence is another world. It's another culture.
1: I saw someone walking by a minute ago doing laps around the track, you know, in a sweatshirt with headphones in. And yeah, you're not wrong. It's a different mood. <laughs> yeah, there'll be football games and there'll be... You know, like... While building the school in the 1920s, construction crews found human remains and artifacts. Now there are state laws for how those remains and artifacts should be respectfully treated. But in the 1920s, they just carted them off and paved over the burial site. But somehow, the spring survived. The school built two concrete ponds near the source of the spring. And over the years, they used the land for a little garden, a parking area rabbit hutches, tennis courts, even a place where kids were sent for detention. And then, in the 1990s, an alumni of the high school returned and found the springs in total disrepair.
0: There was junk thrown into the ponds, shopping carts, graffiti, homeless, junkies, abandoned buildings, broken glass, weeds everywhere, and she was outraged, and she got together with other people and created this. They just started working, they started cleaning up.
1: Her name was Angie Burns, and she was also Gabrieleno. Angie founded the Gabrieleno Tongva Springs Foundation in 1992 and threw herself into the effort to make sure the springs were preserved.
0: They put together archeologists, hydrologists, architects, planners, community members, school people, to come up with the right way, the respectful way to take this into the future.
1: The revitalization of the springs created a new gathering place for the descendants of the Gabrielino Tongva. The descendants knew the springs were an ancestral Tongva site, but they didn't have much detail beyond that. So much of their history had been destroyed and paved over.
0: You know, we knew there was a Tongva village, but the name was kind of lost. And then... People started putting together some of the oral histories from the past, and they realized this was Kuruvugna.
1: The Kuruvugna Springs are now a California state historical site. But the work is still in progress, and the land is still owned by the L.A. County Board of Education.
0: The, the, the men's room is about 15 feet from the Sacred Springs. And it's, uh, you know, they, they're still wired up, so we hear all their announcements from school. In order to get in that building, I have to call the school police, let them know I'm opening this building. So we're still beholden to a certain degree to, to with the school. The worst thing is because this went back 30 years, our original lease is only a year-to-year lease. So at any moment, the school can write, give us 60 days' notice. When that, what that means is it's hard for us to really do a, a permanent cultural center museum, which, which is really our dream. Uh, you know, we feel this should be shared with all of humanity, this is the heart of West L.A., and nobody knows it's here. And it's been protected. We do have this water is still coming out, and we're not going to let them stop that.
1: Even though they only have these two acres, the foundation is doing everything it can to honor this land. Today, it's reintroducing native plant species, hundreds of them. And native animals are coming back, too. The California toad, the native chorus frog. There's even a Cooper's hawk who's moved into the eucalyptus tree.
0: Quite friendly, I was here one day and he just came right up, landed on the ground next to me, 10 feet away. And then he walked like a chicken, right into the pond, ruffled his feathers around, had a little bath. Wonderful. I mean, magnificent to see a bird of prey like that. So comfortable. Um, They belong here. It's their home.
1: As you sit next to the springs and watch the water bubble up through the sand, the sounds of leaf blowers and traffic and school bells almost fade away. The water is clear and cold and miraculous.
0: You can jump in there. In fact, you know, on some really hot days and I'm here all alone, no one's around. I, I'll just strip down and jump in there and get baptized again. It's, have you tasted or, or at least felt the water? I would love Yeah, I mean, you can. Well, huh? yeah. spring water, it's better than Arrowhead. Look at how crystal clear that is. And it's the source of life. You can't live without it. And to see it like this, I mean, I, you know, that's, um, it's precious it's a it's a uh, hidden treasure
1: if you want to learn more about the Gabrielino Tongva Springs Foundation and the revitalization project at the Caruvingnes Springs you can visit their website there's a link in our show notes huge thanks to Bob Ramirez for taking the time to show me around the springs He also mentioned that community members are welcome to come volunteer every Saturday. You can help maintain the site, take care of the plants, and bask in that Kuruvugna sun. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes... Dylan Therese Doug Baldinger Camille Stanley Willis Ryder Arnold Manolo Morales Baudelaire Seuss Sarah Kaplan, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson,
0: Casey Holford, Peter Clowney.
1: This episode was sound designed and mixed by Chris Naka, John Delore. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. From the banks of the Caribbean Spring, I'm Sarah Wyman. Thanks for listening. Witness Docs from Stitcher.